Real quick, before we go into this episode, I want to let you know that this episode, episode 44, is sponsored by MasonLeather.com. It's a good friend of mine. He actually just got into making leather products a while ago, and he finally got into Instagram. He makes cartridge cuffs, slings, and leather gear. So this includes, if you guys don't know what a cartridge cuff is, you'll, you'll have to check. You'll just Google it or go to his website. It'll make sense. But it basically goes on the side of your weapon and holds your rounds. It has this really cool Red Dead Redemption-y, you know, Western-y look to it. Um, but it's a perfect sponsor for this episode because it goes into talking about how people need to make more things with their hands, acquire a skill or a craft or, or whatever. So check it out. Uh, discount code backbuilders 10% off your entire order. He ships all over the world. The website is masonleather.com. M-A-S-O-N leather.com. Enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 44 of the Back Builders Podcast. I have a general idea of what this episode is going to be about, but I didn't really come in here with like a specific topic or anything. There's actually a few things that we need to catch up on. Um, one, okay, so was it two days ago? I asked you guys, um, I said that I want to do an episode that is, um, hybrided between questions like a Q and a, and, um, just like one of the normal episodes, because there, there's a few reasons why I want to do that. One is because I always get bombarded, just absolutely bombarded with questions on Instagram. And they are questions that I've answered before, which I don't necessarily mind too much. Um, but I feel like it'd be good to just come on here and then clarify some of the questions and answer those, get those out of the way. There's some good ones and there's also some really bad ones that don't make any sense at all. And I'm like, I'm not going to answer that. Um, but for the most part, they're not, they're not too bad. So maybe, maybe I'll do that this episode. Maybe I'll just make it its own episode. I don't know. But anyways, I hope you guys are having a good Tuesday morning. It's currently 9am. I wanted to get in here early. So that way I'm not freaking in this sauna, uh, probably about around like 1400 is when this room starts to get to around 90 degrees, which is insane because outside it'll be 83 degrees, but in this room would be like 90 plus. I don't know how that happens but it's, it's pretty miserable. So I wanted to get in here this morning and knock out this episode. I don't know if I'm going to make this a Patreon exclusive or not, or just publish this um, for the public. Uh, speaking of Patreon, I actually want to do this thing now where I come into each episode if I get new Patreon supporters and uh, give you guys a shout out. So our newest Patreon supporters for this month um, is Dylan Riddle, uh, Miguel Garcia, Turner, uh, Demer, and then also for the last month we have Kevin James, Alex Sai, and then um, Rusty and Cody Brooks, and then Alex Taylor. So I appreciate you guys joining my Patreon. If you guys don't know it already, you get early access to all my episodes, and then also exclusive content, plus the Backbuilders vinyl, plus the sign letter of appreciation. Um, so you guys get a bunch of stuff for that. So just Google search Force Munden Patreon. So, anyways, um, a couple of things this morning. One, I, I've kind of realized how much I, there's a few things that get me out of bed in the morning, right? I, I believe that everybody has to have something that gets them out of bed. One of the things that it used to be for me before my gym closed, I think I told you guys about that, where my, I don't have a gym anymore. I don't have a weightlifting gym. I don't have, like the nearest weightlifting gym was 15 minutes away from me. I'm talking about weightlifting, like actual weights, uh, deadlifts and stuff like that, gone, just wiped out the face of the earth thanks to this covid hype it's it's gone it's it's non-existent anymore so that's cool just you know just five people out of a job you know an entire county out of a gym so that's cool thanks thanks uh thanks government for that and then um so that used to get me out of bed in the morning right 
is going to the gym. And now I've noticed that what gets me out of bed in the morning is just obviously being appreciative just to have another day to get out of bed, but also my garden in my backyard. So it was funny because every morning I wake up and I put on the same soundtrack, which is the concerning hobbits. If any of you guys know what the concerning hobbits is, it is a, uh, it's the soundtrack to um, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. And it's a soundtrack that play. just freaking go to Spotify, look up Concerning Hobbits, you understand. It's the perfect song to wake up to in the morning. It'll get you out of bed and it'll you'll feel like a little hobbit, you know, uh, hobbling off to breakfast. But uh, I go out to my garden this morning, which is, by the way, apparently I'm a hoarder, uh, horrible gardener. I had no idea until now. I thought gardening was easy. I didn't do any research into gardening at all. I was like, how hard can it be? You freaking, you know plant some very plant a seed and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I go out there this morning and I'm on my third week of my garden and it is just like <laughs> horrible. I finally got pumpkin seeds to come out right after they got ripped up by the squirrels. What the squirrels do is they rip it out of the ground or at least the squirrels I have here, but they see the seed, right? And I know, I know get a fence. So all of you guys on Instagram, get a fence, get a fence. I know I need to do that. Um, but they pick out the seed or the sprout and they toss it aside. They don't eat it. They don't eat it. They just destroy it. I don't know what they're trying to do. It'd be different if they ate it because then I obviously wouldn't see the corpse of my precious pumpkin seed or my pumpkin sprout, but they just bite it and they throw it aside. So what I've been doing is my cat Phyllis, I've been plopping her on the side of the garden and then I've been um, watching the squirrels watch her so that way they see the presence of a cat. Even though my cat is fat and lazy and would never do anything and the squirrels are bigger than her, I'm like, I got to put a cat out there or something or like, is there like a scarecrow for squirrels? A scare squirrel? I don't know. Um, but I went out in my garden this morning and I found this, this I what I thought was lettuce for the last couple weeks. I've never grown lettuce in my freaking life before. I don't even know what lettuce looks like when it sprouts. And then um, it's, it's growing. It's like four or five inches tall. I'm like, wait, is this how lettuce grows? And it was this variety pack where it was like lettuce and then um, like, or like all these different... All these different things. I didn't know what was in it. So I was like, this must be one of the things that are in there. Um, it was like spinach too. And then I'm like, wait, this looks really familiar. And then I go to the side of my fence and I find that same plant on the side of my fence. I was like, am I watering a weed? And then I text my dad and he has this fancy like uh, plant identifier app. And I'm like, dad, is this a weed? And he takes a picture of it. And he's like, yep, it's a weed. So this whole time I go out to my garden, I'm like, yes, I look at this plant. Look how much it's growing. I'm like, God, this is going so well. And all my other plants are like destroyed or gone or like barely growing. And this one was growing phenomenal. It's a weed. I was growing a weed this literally this entire time. Um, but I have two plots, one on my left and one on my right. The one on the right is corn, um, which is going pretty well. But anyways, that's how my morning, morning start off. I found out that I was um, harvesting a weed for the last three weeks. And, uh, at this point I'm like, I have such an emotional attachment to this weed that I almost don't even want to pull it out. I'm just going to leave it. Problem is it's starving my lettuce, but it's something that I get to wake up to every single morning. And it's something that kind of excites me now. And I kind of wanted to formulate this episode around doing stuff with your hands. I know I talked about it before. I know I talked about it in the, um, mastery episode. I did something along the lines of mastery. So I read that book mastery by Robert Greene, absolutely phenomenal book. And it talks about the importance of doing things with your hands and bringing this back. Remember how I told you guys that I was on isolation, right? For 14 days where they locked me in a freaking 15 by 15 room. I couldn't leave. They brought me food to my door. I had no Wi-Fi connection, no phone service, nothing like that. I kind of just literally sat in the room. The only thing that I wanted to do literally that entire time that I was 
in isolation, right? Imprisonment, essentially, was I wanted to create. I wanted to build something with my hands. I wanted to um, start from scratch with something and build up a skill with my hands. And in my brain, I always wanted to garden. One, for a couple reasons. I saw my dad start this garden, which... I, like they live out in the desert and that garden grew super well. He grew like this butternut squash, which I've been eating and um, like even onions and um, like melons and tomatoes, all this stuff. It's growing really well. So the whole time, you know, I'm in this isolation and I just want to grow. I want to create. And I feel like that was such a looking back on it. It was such a um, perfect example of the human spirit. I was captive, right? I know this may seem a little dramatic, like, oh, you, you were in isolation, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not that big of a deal. At least you weren't in prison. Yeah, sure. It was, it was shitty to me. All right. 14 days of just sitting in a room. I've never done that before, but the whole time I just wanted to create something. I had this urge just to, to grow something or build something. I didn't know what exactly it was. I knew it was kind of like gardening, but I also really wanted to get into like woodworking and stuff like that. But that is a perfect example of the human spirit. And when it is most confined, when it is most trapped, it wants to create the most. It's kind of like giving the human spirit a sense of power. If you can sit there and if you can create something, you kind of have like this divine ability that you're still attached to. Whereas if you didn't have that ability, potential if you didn't have that ability you kind of feel like you lost your spirit so in my mind if I was in isolation and I knew for whatever reason that I was going to be in there forever and that I was never going to create again that I was never going to grow anything again that I was never going to gain a skill or whatever it would just annihilate the it would just it would, it would crush me but I knew that I was able to get out and leave the the confines of those barracks I knew I was going to be able to create again so the thing is I realized how important skills were a skill set was and how valuable it was. I have certain friends that I really admire for their craft, for their skill, right? And when I, when I ever talk about skill, I don't necessarily mean like a skill like me, like writing or podcasting or something like that, because that is a skill that is bound to the internet. It's bound to the computer. It's bound to, you know, Adobe Photoshop, Premiere Pro and all that stuff. It's bound to the microphone and it, my tools are, are digital, right? It's, it's still a skill. Nonetheless, don't get me wrong. It's difficult, but when I talk about skills with the hands, I'm talking about something that's a craft. So haircutting, for example, I have this friend named Jennifer, a good friend of mine, and she's a uh, hairstylist, right? She cuts my hair every couple of weeks. I go over to her house. She has this chair set up in her garage with like the stylist, you know, the mirror and all that stuff like that. And I'm just, I'm watching her kind of in awe because I'm like, God, she just look, I just it's like an art. You know what I mean? And the thing is, is like, she always has a job because she all people are always going to have hair so she always has a job so during this quarantine lockdown thing um she was out of work she works at great clips but she was out of work she freaking um you know opened up her own little mini salon in her garage and was able to work out of her garage making more money than if she did at great clips because she has that skill. She has that skill that will always be needed. She'll always be able to have her scissors and work with her hands and blah, blah, blah. And then I have another friend, a good friend of mine, Sergey, who I think I've talked about a few times on this podcast before, where um, this dude builds everything with his hands. I don't know how he does it. I don't know. Like he just has this memory or this knowledge built into his mind where he just builds anything. I once watched him whittle a giant spoon about two feet long. I'm not even joking. He whittled or carved or whatever. He he made a giant spoon because his nephew said that he wanted a giant spoon for his graduation gift because it was like a vine or something like that. I'm like, you're the only dude I know who could just 
whittle a giant spoon out of nowhere. And then he builds guitars, right? So I've kind of taken up this informal apprenticeship with Sergey, where I go over to his house and we go over to this wood shop that he somehow got access to a multi-million dollar wood shop. I'm not even joking. It has a mill, it has forklifts, it has every tool that you could possibly imagine. So we have unlimited access to this wood shop. And we go in there and we start building guitars and he's just like, oh yeah, you do this and you do that. Okay, make sure this happens and blah, blah, blah. And he builds guitars. He builds electric guitars. He builds like these weird violin-y guitars. Like, do you know anybody that can build a guitar from scratch? No, I've never, you don't, that's not one of those things that you think of that you know that people can, like nobody builds guitars. You think they kind of just fall out of the air or grow off trees. And it's like, you don't think about people building guitars from scratch. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when somebody tells you, oh, I build motorcycles from scratch. You're like, what? He built motorcycles? What? I thought they just came off a conveyor belt and off a factory, which most of them do. So I, I look at Sergey and he was kind of the one that inspired me to start building with my hands more, acquiring a skill or a craft. And, um, you know, I started doing it and I realized how, th I know this sounds silly to some of you guys who always work with your hands, whether it's for a job or that's how you've always been and stuff like that. But I've never really been one that just constantly built with my hands and crafted. I've always been more in the digital world, right? I've always been really into graphic design and editing and all that stuff like that. So now, um, now that I'm actually developing a skill where I'm sitting there and I'm building with my hands, it's so therapeutic. And there's a, there's a, um, there's a satisfaction to ending the day with callous and rough hands. And I'm not saying I've never worked with my hands before. Obviously, you guys know I was really into weightlifting and I was really into bodybuilding and all that stuff. I've been in the army forever. It's like I know what it's like to work with your hands, but I'm, I'm talking about a, a, a skill that you that you volunteer for that nobody volunteers tells you to do and it's like you do it because you want to because you appreciate the process you appreciate the craft hours at that point are irrelevant you enjoy it so much that the hours you put into it irrelevant right that is putting you on the track to mastery because in Robert Greene's book he talks about mastery is approximately 10,000 hours which is approximately um about 10 years of work until you can master something for you. You can only call yourself truly a master in something when you reach approximately 10,000 hours. It might be a little bit more, it might be a little less, but approximately 10,000 hours. So I'm building with Sergey and I'm watching him build these guitars. I'm like, this is absolutely amazing. This is so close to godhood. If if there's anything that is, that is God's, how, how can I put this? The divine God's God, whatever you want to say it, they are creators. So if man is able to create, doesn't that make him closer to God than, or as close to God as praying or being in a church or something like that. When I go to woodshop, it is like its own church. It's its own temple. It's this sacred place of creation. And the guy who owns the woodshop, he's like 45, 50 years old. And he's had this woodshop for 20 years. And you could just see the history in it, the blood, sweat, and tears that went into this dude. He builds houses. He builds like these giant sculptures of, you know, wooden eagles and all this stuff like that. And I'm like, damn, you know, if there's any advice that I have to any, this is, this is what it comes down to. If there's any advice that I have for anybody listening to this podcast right now, it's the world is moving into a digital age, right? The technology age, um, you know, podcasting and writing and, you know, this development and that code development and blah, blah, blah. It's all very valuable and it's very important. However, there is, there is a tribute being paid towards people that I've never seen before in my life. And I don't, I don't know if it's always been like that, but there's a point in time where everybody always made everything with their hands. It really was no big deal, right? There was no factories. There's no industrial age that put us into this place where we just push out cars like nothing. Everybody built everything with their hands. Everything that you saw, whether it was a sword or a chair or a cup or, you know, a whatever, 
was built with their hands, but nobody really builds with their hands anymore. Nobody really knows how to build with their hands anymore. So when you see that, it becomes five times more valuable. So let me give you an example, right? My sister and my mom bought this machine that allows you to customize um, like vinyls or text or something like that. And But they're making bandanas now, dog bandanas, which if you want a dog bandana, message me. I'll have her send you one. They're like 10 bucks each. So she makes these really cool bandanas now that you put on your dog, your cat, and it looks really nice. It has their name on it. It has this nice fabric and stuff like that. But my sister made like $200 in only a couple days on these fat, on these bandanas, right? So now my sister has acquired a skill with her hands and now she's building it, right? It's her craft. It's her new skill. And she's making tons of money because people not only want to support people who build with their hands, but also it feels good to have something that somebody put time and effort to, right? It wasn't just pressed off a conveyor belt and you're like, eh. it makes it more valuable. When somebody puts in energy into a guitar or into a bandana or even to a haircut, right? It becomes instantly more valuable. So that's kind of, um, that's what I'm noticing now. And then I look at these um, people who who craft, right? I have a blacksmithing friend. His name is, um, I, wa- I actually want you guys to check him out on Instagram. So I'm going to give him a shout out. So first of all, we are going to do, um, two shout outs to two people who craft with their hands. And I also really appreciate it. So obviously, um, my sister, so look up WW craft shack, right? Literally just WW craft shack on Instagram. And then she makes bandanas for dogs and she's actually doing really well on business right now. And then there's, um, another guy who his name is, um, word core. I don't know how to say weird core, but it's, W-Y-R-D-C-O-R. So this guy actually made, made my uh, Mjolnir pennant, right? I, I messaged him. I was like, hey, can you make me a Mjolnir pennant um, and and, and uh, stamp on the Degas rune on it? And he did. He's a blacksmith. So th- him and my sister and all these people and and Sergey. Sergey is now making guitars now. He's pro- I'm not even going to lie. I think Sergey is going to actually eventually make a living out of it because he's already sold multiple guitars for like 12 $1,400, $1,500, which he could sell easily for three, four, five thousand $5,000, a customized guitar. So I'm looking at all these people kind of come back from digital skills, which uh, don't get me wrong, are very valuable and, and they will only become more valuable. However, I have to acknowledge that having a skill with your hands is also becoming more valuable. So Sergey, film guy, he directs movies and commercials and, and all this stuff like that, also builds guitars and his guitars, I'm willing to bet, is going to make him just as much money, if not more in the future, if he keeps it up. Right. So my idea is I, cause this is my entrepreneurial entrepreneurial mind kind of ticking here at this point. I'm like, what if I took up this apprenticeship with Sergey, which I might go up to his house today and I go up and I build guitars and I end up really liking them and I end up becoming really good at it. And then I'm like, what if I open up a shop and you start getting all excited about this stuff? What if I open up a shop in my local town, which is, you know, $1,200 a month and I get all these tools and I, you know, I become like the guitar building guy in my local town or something. There's no competition at all for that. And then I get in the online business and then blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I get a storefront and all this stuff like that. Um, I, th- I feel like there's, you know, a lot of money in that. There's a lot of satisfaction in that. I don't remember where I was going with that point, by the way. Um, but it's becoming, it's all becoming more valuable. It's becoming, people want that more. People want to support you and all this stuff like that. Um, but don't get me wrong. Digital skills are still just as valuable, blah, blah, blah. But the point is, is that you have to put in hours towards a skill. Start now. I don't care what it is, guys. I don't care if it's, I don't care if it makes you money. I don't care if it doesn't. I don't care if it brings you happiness. I don't care if it doesn't, right? Ultimately, I want it to bring you pleasure. I want it to bring you money. I want you, I want it to bring you wealth, but start now. 
start now. I'm telling you, I'm 26 years old. I'm still relatively young, but I wish I would have started on a skill with my hands, building and creating something with my hands years ago. Um, there's a famous YouTuber. I can't remember his name. He's like 45 years old. A lot of people don't like him. I can see why he's kind of annoying. Uh, he's a little bit of a troll, but his name is Sam Hyde. And, um, he, he made a really good point on one of his videos one time. He talked about how, you know, you can get into accounting and you can get into financing. And of course you can get a degree and blah, blah, blah. And you can do all these things, right? But what you need to acquire is a skill with your hands, something that you can build upon, something you can be proud of, something that you can have an end product of. You know, it's like I did A and B and now I have C. Um, and if it brings you wealth and it brings you money and it brings you, you know, all those things and even freaking better. And if you love it and you don't care about the hours you put into it, you don't want to go into something that is going to be miserable to you and that you're not going to have any fun on, obviously. Uh, I take back what I said about I don't care if it brings you happiness. And I want it to bring you happiness. I want it I want it to, to, to have some kind of positive impact on your life, obviously. But I wish I would have started building with my hands earlier. I wish I would have started creating earlier. And I am. I'm going to get into it more. I, I, If you guys see on Instagram, I'm doing gardening. I'm making guitars now. My guitar is going to be done within the next few weeks. You know, I've gotten in all these different things. Um, I actually want to get in a blacksmithing. You guys saw me just last year um, building blades. That's my goal. That is my goal. And then the thing is, is like, okay, I'm going to segue this a little bit here. College, right? College still very important, still valuable. However, it's not as valuable as it used to be, right? It's not as prestigious as it used to be. Getting a degree is still awesome and you should do it. I'm going to do it. You should do it. But trade schools, trade schools are a really good place to start now, especially for young men just coming out of high school. So gentlemen, and then the 2% of ladies that I have on this podcast, consider college, consider it, right? Go to college and try it out and see if you like it. However, Trade schools are very valuable these days. I'm not even joking, Pete. Things like plumbing, electrician, freaking guitar making, you know, welding, something that requires an apprenticeship and a quote master, right? Because that's those th people don't want to do that. People don't want to, people don't want to, you know, unclog their own sink. They don't want to build their own deck. They don't want to, you know, do this and they that. They have other people do it for them. And as people become less savvy on crafting and building things with their hands, you as somebody who went to a trade school become more valuable because less people want to do it. You see what I mean? As people become less industrious, you as somebody who went to a trade school or has a skill, um, you're going to make more money automatically. Quick story before we end this podcast. This actually went on surprisingly long considering I just wanted to come on here for a few minutes, but quick story. A couple years ago, let me have some coffee first. I try not to make that noise into my mic. I hate when people do that. And I know I do that. All right. So a couple of years ago, I was freaking broke. I had $0 in my bank. I had like $4 in my bank account. I had barely enough to get by on my bills. I was struggling, right? I did this job for this one guy and his wife where I weed whacked their entire yard. It was like two acres. It took me five, six hours. They paid me a huge amount of money, four or $500. Um, I did that job. Right. And I was like, cool. You know, I feel pretty good. I weed whacked this entire yard. It looks a lot better now. I was out in the sun all day. I feel good. I was listening to a podcast or an audio book or whatever it was. I actually remember which book it was. It was Gary Vanderchuk's whatever his book was. I can't remember what it was. It was a good book anyways. And then I finished that job. I was like, nice. I feel pretty good. You know, I got some money off this. I'm kind of, you know, in the positive. And uh, then another job pops up because this person recommended it, recommended me for work on Facebook. We have this little town group. And then I did a job for that person. 
And then I did another job for another person and then another job. And I was doing all this crazy stuff. I was doing freaking, I'm no contractor by any means. I, I, I will admit that, that there was probably some jobs out there that I shouldn't have done because I didn't have the skill set for it. But I started getting into plumbing and insulating pipes and, and painting and landscaping and all this crazy stuff and moving people's boxes out of their house and, and dog sitting and blah, blah, blah. So, so contracting and something, some type of work that requires some type of reputation, right? Some kind of locality to it, um, is, is extremely valuable. Look at all the things that I did for all the, I made thousands of dollars doing it thousands of dollars because I was doing jobs that people didn't want to do. I was like, oh, you, uh, you you don't want to insulate those pipes underneath the house because it's 25 degrees and your hands are going to freeze off and you're 75 years old. Yeah, no problem. I'll do that. Move on to the next house. Oh, you don't want to paint your house because you're four foot five and you, you know, you can't reach it. Oh, no problem. I'll do that. It's all becoming more valuable. People want that. Um, anyways, I don't know what this episode is going to be called industriousness or, 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 um, I don't know, hand, I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to get on here. I wanted to just kind of send that message. It's something I've been working on lately. All right. I'm going to end this episode, episode 44, I believe. Um, check out Robert Green's book, Mastery. It's an audio book. Hint, hint. It's also free on YouTube. That's where I listen to it. And um, yeah, you guys have a fantastic Saturday. And once again, thanks for subscribing to my Patreon for you four individuals. Have a good one.